and welcome to the A Mother Brand podcast. In today's episode, we're going to look at how you can get happier to do better in your work. I'm going to share with you three easy things that you can do on a regular basis to increase the happiness in your life. And we're going to look at how science shows that that's going to make you more successful in your business. The core belief of a mother brand is that we can only create the sustainable and joyful business we desire around our family if we make an effort to prioritize and optimize our well-being. It's easy to start a business to work super hard and to end up neglecting yourself and your family life and then eventually burn out exhausted before closing your business down. That's where the hustle narrative that we've all inherited might lead us to do. But we don't want that because it doesn't end well. And that's not why we're building a business in the first place. We want to be happy, healthy and present in our family and create work that we love, that works for our life. We want to feel good and we want to do great work. And we can. One of the central themes of positive psychology is how important and how impactful it is to cultivate and savour positive emotions in our lives. Positive psychologists have conducted a ton of research around this that shows that having more positive emotions will do a bazillion awesome things for us. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but there are tons. Let me just list some of them. So if you have more positive emotions in your life, you're going to expand your perspective. It's going to make you more innovative, open and better at seeing how different ideas relate to each other. Having more positive emotions in your life is going to increase your awareness, attention and memory. It's going to fuel performance and achievement. It's going to reduce anxiety and depression. And get this, it's actually going to keep you well. The more positive emotions you have, the better your immunity and the less likely you are to catch a cold or the flu. So it's clear that having more positive emotions in our lives is highly desirable. Your brain at positive is 31% more productive than your brain at negative, even neutral, or at stressed. So the better your brain is at using its energy to focus on the positives of life, the greater your chance of success. So let's talk about happiness, what it is and what it isn't. The truth is that often the things that we've traditionally associated with happiness are not the things that are going to make us happy. And there's a story about Oprah that really illustrates this nicely. She'd just been interviewing Sean Akel. Sean is an internationally renowned author and researcher on happiness. And Sean and her had just finished filming their interview and the cameras had stopped rolling. When Sean realised he'd missed something he'd really wanted to talk about, he explained to Oprah that in his past he'd suffered with depression. And given that he studied happiness and he was in fact married to another happiness researcher, people tended to assume that he should be happy all the time. And that wasn't actually the case. At this point, Oprah confided in Sean that at the height of her career, when she was earning the most money she'd ever earned, she was deeply depressed. And some days she didn't want to go on living. They proceeded to record another hour looking at how you can actually deepen your happiness when happiness doesn't feel like a choice. Now, the point of sharing the story with you is that if success like that doesn't work for Oprah, it's probably not going to work for the rest of us. Success doesn't lead to greater levels of happiness. So what is happiness? Sean Aker describes happiness as the joy we feel moving towards our potential. And that's a really lovely way to look at it. If we're exploring how more happiness leads to greater chance of success in creating the life and business we want to have. The more positive emotions we have in our lives, the more we can create an upward spiral towards a state of flourishing. 
and the stronger our levels of happiness, the more we create, and I love this phrase, a constellation of positive impacts on our health, our sleep, our energy, and how well we do in our work. So how do we get more of this lovely happiness in our lives? It turns out that only 10% of your happiness is down to your external world. So what you do for work or where you live or whether you have a spouse or children or whatever, that is only 10% of your happiness, which means that 90% of our happiness is actually to do with how we, our brain, views our external circumstances. So it's to do with our mindset. It's what our mindset about our family, our spouse, what's going on in the news, for example. That's what shapes our level of happiness. And it turns out the good news is that that's the exact part that we can influence. We can do something about that. So we're all born with our genes and we're born into a certain environment and we all live in a certain environment. And those set a baseline for how happy or optimistic we are in life. But what positive psychology has discovered is that if we apply small positive changes for just a few minutes every day, we can actually break the tyranny of genes and environment. How exciting is that? We can train our brains to be positive, just in the same way that you might work out your body to be stronger. So you know that phrase, what you focus on grows, it's just like that. Our brains become what we practice. I don't know about you, but I am very cautious about when I read the news because I know it has a massive impact on my mood for the day. So I try not to read it first thing because that might set my mood for the rest of the day. And I try not to watch it last thing because that's going to affect my sleep. So I haven't worked out the optimum time of day to consume news. If anybody knows, please do let me know. But what I do know is that science backs me up. And actually consuming three minutes of news first thing in the morning is like a poison pill for the rest of the day. Six to eight hours later, you've got a 27% higher likelihood of reporting having had a negative day compared to if you didn't consume that three minutes of news first thing in the morning. And the reason that is, is that you're training your brain to scan the world for threats. And as the day goes on, you're scanning the world for threats and hassles and complaints, and you're going to see more and more of them. And that trains your brain to look for negative things. And that sets your brain on trajectory for greater chance of anxiety and depression. So one way to keep this from happening is to get better at thinking about and savoring the good stuff in our lives, the stuff that's going well for us and the stuff that has meaning for us. We need to find a way to actually build our brain's emotional immune system. And we can do that by training our brains to scan the world for things that we're grateful for and for things that have meaning for us instead. Now I want to talk to you about the first activity that we can introduce into our lives that's going to increase happiness for us. And this activity is practicing gratitude. Gratitude has been described as a meta strategy for achieving happiness. And when we practice gratitude, we train our brain to scan the world for things to be grateful for and positive about. It's a way of overcoming our brain's natural catastrophic bent that loves to focus on things that have gone wrong or things that might go wrong. And so to overcome that, we practice the skill of focusing on things that have gone right for us. It's also really handy to remember that you can't feel fear or stress at the same time as feeling grateful. So how do we do it? This exercise is often called the what went well exercise or the three blessings exercise. And depending on which happiness expert you listen to, they might suggest you do it for two minutes every day or 10 minutes. But in essence, it's a short period of time somewhere between two and 10 minutes. Every night, 
you need to write down three new things that you feel grateful for. That's three things that have gone well for you in the last 24 hours. It doesn't matter what you write them on, but there's something about physically committing them to writing that makes this a deeper experience. So you write down what you're grateful for and then you follow it up with why you're grateful for it. So, for example, if I want to be grateful for a lovely cup of tea that my husband's just brought me, I'm going to think about why is that a nice thing? Why has that gone well for me? Why am I grateful? Well, actually, it's because I've chosen a husband who can sometimes be really thoughtful. So that's the why behind what I'm grateful for. Evidence suggests that just doing this every night for 21 days in a row, just two minutes a day, can change low-level pessimists into low-level optimists. So that goes against the standard teaching that we have a kind of set level of pessimism or optimism that we're born with. But this two minutes disruptor can actually change your levels of optimism above your genetic set point. And they've done this exercise with children as well. If you have a pessimistic child, know that you can improve their levels of optimism. So there was an experiment done with pessimistic four-year-olds who did this exercise for six weeks in a row before and after school. And six months later, they tested low to moderate level optimists. So it's also been proven to be great for reducing anxiety and depression. So if you want to get happier, reduce anxiety and depression and increase your levels of optimism, practicing gratitude two to 10 minutes a day is a really quick and easy way to do that. So I do this with my kids. I do it sometimes in the morning at breakfast with them and sometimes after school. And personally, I do it not just at bedtime. I do it first thing in the morning, three things first thing in the morning and three things last thing at night. And what that means is I set myself up at the beginning of the day with my brain primed to look for things to feel grateful for. And then at the end of the day, I go to bed happy, having intentionally spent some time thinking about the things that went well for me during the day. The second exercise I want to talk about, the second thing that you can introduce into your life that's going to increase positive emotions is savouring. And savouring means to elongate positive emotions in our lives. So the more positive emotions that we experience in our lives, the more we end up creating. So it is like a kind of upward virtuous cycle of creating more and more positive emotions. So if we can elongate positive emotions and kind of stretch and maximize the most goodness from them, we're going to feel happier. And there are three ways that you can practice saving. Again, this is something really fun to do with your children. They really enjoy it. In the present moment is a really nice one. So you're going about your day today. You have, it's a cup of tea again. You have a cup of tea and you just take a couple of minutes to savor your cup of tea. Apply all your senses to it. What is it that you like about what it feels like, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like? Really sit and think in detail about the things that you're really enjoying about your cup of tea. You can do that about a chocolate biscuit. You can do that about the moment you get into bed. You can do that about a bubble bath. You can do it about a hug. You can do it about anything. So anything that gives you a positive emotion, stop Give it some space and time and intention and elongate and luxuriate in the positive emotions in that experience. You're maximizing the amount of positive emotions in your day by intentionally savoring them. So you can do it in the present moment. And that's a lovely way to punctuate your day with extra bits of positivity. 
The other thing that you can do is savor in the past. It's a positive reminiscence. So you can sit and think about an event, a day, something that happened in the past that you really, really enjoyed. And again, you want to luxuriate in it, elongate it. So think about all the different details, apply all of your senses, fully take yourself as much as you can back to that event and really, really savor it. Enjoy the memory. So with the positive reminiscence and with the positive anticipation, if you share these with someone, so if you start a conversation with a friend or a family member and they indulge you to really luxuriate and savour this memory or this thing you're looking forward to, you're going to further amplify the positive emotions. And similarly, if you do that for someone, they're going to have more positive emotions and you will get some of that too. The third exercise that we can do in our day-to-day life is called a positivity playlist. Well, some people call something similar a bliss list. It's sort of what resonates most with you. But in essence, we don't play enough as adults. We don't allow ourselves joy just for the sake of joy as adults, as much as we might have done when we were children. So grown-up playtime, recreational activities, is actually essential for us in order to relax, have fun, forget worries and be creative and often learn something new. So playing can actually renew and refresh us so that we can perform better in our work and relationships. But it's often something that we leave out of our week. We don't intentionally think, when am I going to play this week? But actually, it would be a really good idea to do that. And that's what the positivity playlist is all about. So earlier this summer, I really saw the effects of play in my own life. Now, I've had a really long old year. We've all been through the pandemic. It's been awful in lots of ways. We've had deaths, I've had deaths, homeschooling, personal challenges, like a whole bunch of stuff. And early on in the summer, it was a Saturday. I had my two young children. I was solo parenting. And my brother invited me and the kids out. We met him and his kids and wife for lunch. And then we went temping bowling. And during the lunch, I was 100% grumpy. I held it together sufficiently for the children Um, but I went for a walk with my brother and he's my brother I can be 100% honest with him and I just laid it out there I was just feeling grumpy miserable fed up and he sort of accepted it and then we went temping bowling and I forgot all about being so grumpy and tired and exhausted and blah 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 and I just had a great time I had a great time because I was watching my kids experience temping bowling for the first time with their cousins with all the ridiculously lurid neon lights and craziness of games machines everywhere they were really enjoying it they were enjoying learning they were enjoying playing and actually my brother and I and my sister-in-law we joined in too turned out It's been decades, but I was quite good. But the point was, by the end of that temping bowling session, I had forgotten all of my worries. I had really thoroughly enjoyed playing like a child. I just had fun in the moment doing something that was fun. And throughout the rest of the summer, I made a really big intention with my family, the adult side of my family, to make sure that we found and we continue to find times to just play because I now know what a massive impact it can have on you when you need it. So this exercise is a really good one to consciously do and to just keep kicking around your life on a weekly, yearly basis because it's a good one. In the pandemic, 
my husband and I and the kids wrote a positivity playlist for the family and I have that up in our bedroom and actually the activities remain the same nearly two years on. So you can call it a positivity playlist or you can call it a bliss list, whichever one resonates most with you. But what you need to do is you write down a list of 10 things that you personally find enjoyable. Ideally, they're active things, less sitting on the sofa, watching the telly, more gardening or making something or baking a cake. But, it, you know, it could be anything. It could be reading a book. It could be playing Scrabble. It could be dancing in the kitchen. It could be anything that makes you happy and feels like play. So you write a list of 10 things that you find enjoyable and then you sit down and you make a plan. You work out how you're going to insert one of these activities into your day every day even if it's just for a few minutes. And then you place your plan somewhere you're going to see it, on your fridge, on your computer, in your diary, whatever it is, to act as a prompt whenever a positive mood boost is required. So in conclusion, if you increase the amount of positive emotions in your day-to-day life by really noticing, enjoying, and savoring them, you can move your brain away from your genetic set points of stress, negativity, anxiety, the negativity bias that we're born with. And then we can move our brains closer towards happiness. Our brains start to pick up on these pinpricks of positives dotted throughout our day, which in turn make it easier and easier for us to choose happiness. And the more happiness we have in our life, the more likely we are to be the best version of ourselves and move closer to fulfilling our potential. The more positive emotions and happiness we have in our lives, the more we're likely to improve every business outcome for ourselves, as well as be able to sustain happiness so much more in our lives. So please do give these little exercises a go. Introduce them into your life and let me know how you get on. I hope that it brings you lots of happiness and great success in your life and business. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do hit follow, leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it or benefit from it. See you next time.